Hello, my name is Zeus Assassin, and I'm the case and game designer for My Little Investigations from Equestrian Dreamers. And this is Bobby Tim of Equestrian Dreamers, and you're listening to the MBS Show. Hello and welcome to the MBS Show, episode number 115. I'm your host, Thomas Anzo. Technically, this is the second take. Skype recorder dirt out on me while it was rendering, so part of the intro and news time was lost. But no problem, I'm here to recap what happened. So, in today's episode, you have me, Norman Sanzo, the host, and James Cork, and Rommel. Also joining us today is Kitsune Risu. Guess what this week is? Equestrian Dreamers, the creators of My Little Investigation. And joining in is Zeus Assassin and Pony Tim. And news time will be read by Rommel. The first part was gone, so I'm going to have to take that one on. But anyway, on to the next topic. News time. In today's news time, Twilight's new castle's name and running concern over the fate of her old home will be touched on in Season 5. With Season 4 done, a lot of questions have popped up and most of them are, naturally, about Twilight's new treehouse. One of the big questions is, what is the official name of Twilight's castle? And Big Jim Miller has responded with, You'll have to wait till Season 5 to find out. Another question is, Is Twilight still going to use and or live in her library? And MK Toon's response is, I will tell you that we devoted a whole episode in Season 5 to answering your question. How's that? So it looks like everything has a plan. So anywho, here is where the recording continues on. And... Sorry for the derp, guys. Hope you enjoy the show. You are lying. Because <laughs> it's that's... Four years of shadowing right that, now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what the hell? That looked like a... I thought I looked like a crown. How was she not going to become a princess? Like, this didn't... Maybe because I like to foreshadow things a lot. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this makes sense. This, But I'm like, god damn it, you people. Hmm. <sighs> Anywho. Sometimes. Sometimes. And it's a tree, guys. Get over it, all right? Jeez. It is a tree. Yeah, I burn trees down every day. All right? <laughs> no, you don't. Anywho, Tim, what's your opinion on this? Honestly, again, I don't think it's that big a deal. Everyone is people will always find, and I'm just saying a nebulous people. I'm not saying a specific person, obviously. But maybe I should just say the internet will always find something to complain about. Oh, that's true. Um, so honestly. I really haven't given them much thought. Uh, it definitely was a bit shocking. It was like, uh, well, we spent four seasons in this, and now it's gone. Of course, now we have like this pretty crystalline uh, castle thing now in its place. It completely clashes with the rest of the uh, town's decor. But hey. Pinkie Pie will do something about it. <laughs> or Rarity. Rarity loves to change. Yeah, I suppose, but yeah, it, it is definitely a... I do wonder where they're going to go with it, um, but honestly, I mean, in the end, as I like uh, to say, I, I think uh, is a good mantra, is it's just a show. It's a show that we all like, obviously. I mean, you uh, do a podcast on it. Uh, we made a game based on it, yep. but it's it's still just a show that we all enjoy. That's so true. That's true. don't get too worked up about it. Mm, true, true. That's true. And Zeus, your opinion? Hmm... You pretty much covered everything I wanted to talk about the tree. So, I really don't have much else to add. Just get over it, people. 
I will have to agree with what Tim has said, is that it is true. The castle sticks out like a sore thumb. I mean, you have all of these traditional-looking houses. It looks uh, homey, warm, and kind of like it belongs to a little town. And then you have an extension of the Crystal Empire <laughs> popping in the, in the edge of town. And yeah, yeah, it is true. It does look like it's out of place. But who tells you that the castle is not going to change? <laughs> what if the city starts changing along with Ponyville? Because... You know, there's there's been stuff in other media where what starts off as a small village eventually expands to a great city like the Cantalots and the Manhattans and the Philadelphias. That's will, right in the center of the homeland. It will make sense know. because not only is the center of the homeland, it's the place of residence of the goddamn elements of harmony. Mm-hmm. I mean... I mean, the Transformers have Cybertron. The Power Rangers have that giant dome thingy where Sorton was inside. Uh, the, the Avengers, they have the, uh, uh, the helicarrier. The, so, and and Tony, Stark, Tony Stark has the Stark Tower and all that. Why wouldn't the Elements of Harmony have something like that? I mean, I think it was begging... Doesn't it already have something like that? Like... It's was, called the it was, tree thing, right? <laughs> it, was kind of be- it was kind of begging for it, because when they opened the doors and they revealed that they have now thrones with, with each one of their cutie marks on them, and I'm like, oh, dude, Knights Whoa, of the Round Table, this is spoilers. awesome! <laughs> That's not a word! James! <laughs> Sorry. Anywho, let's move on to the next news. And Rom, <laughs> next news? And then other news. An update on GM Barrow's Daring Do box set. 14 episodes ago, we talked about the Daring Do box set. Now we have information on what's going on to be in it. There will be three hardcover books in the set, and GM Barrow announced the titles for all of them. Daring Do and the Market Thief of Maripor. Maripor, is that correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, I hope it is. That's, yeah, that's correct. hope it is. Daring Do and the Eternal Flower, and Daring Do and the Forbidden City of Clouds. It all comes with a case in the shape of a large book, a golden Daring Do figure, and it's all packed nicely in a golden treasure chest. Awesome. i seen this, and it's going to cost 75 bucks, and oh, I'm going to go smokes. broke. I pre-ordered I'm so my much. I'm so happy this exists. Same here, but I'm going to go broke. Like, seriously. Broke, man? 75 bucks for three books and a golden... So what? What else well, are you going to spend the you... money on? Like, seriously, food? What? Like, stupid stuff? Come on, man. Norman, you have to take into account one thing, is that this TV show, yes, is to promote toys and everything. Hasbro doesn't have the need to do any other merchandise outside of the toys. The fact that one of the merchandises that this show has is a recreation of the book series, that is like the fiction within fiction, now kind of like autobiographical reality fiction within fiction, uh, is it, it's quite kick-ass. It's like, yeah, cool, literature, okay, it's not Don Quixote, but it's much better than not doing anything. Yeah, I agree with you, James, I agree with you on that part, I am James. Pumped. I'm pumped for this, it's so cool. I'm like, yes, if you're going to make merchandise of anything, make, make merchandise of goddamn Indiana Jones pony. <laughs> <laughs> and Rom, what do you think? Sounds cool, although I'm not much of a big reader, to be honest. This does look like something worth looking into. Mm, true that, true that. Like, like I said, my money, all of my monies. And Kitsu? You see, actually, all I'm buying it for is so that I can hang it above my bed in a net. Right? And pretend it's a treasure. Okay. You know, so every night before I sleep, I can you know, stare up in it and pretend 
You're lucky and because you can you can afford it, but I can't. So I'm gonna have to print a picture of it, hang it on my wall, and say I can't have this. James. 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 You know what? You know what? I'm gonna buy an extra set just for you, and set it Aww. on fire. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I knew it. I knew it. Oh my god. I'll web. Wow. I'll web stream the whole thing just for you. I'll write Jesus Why? coffee right across the covers and just you know, set the whole thing ablaze. Are you, are you going to play a daddio for streams in the background as it burns? I I will. Well, I will play guitar because it's be like that thing in platoon. I I'll get a bagpipes just for you, man. Oh, the, the holy instrument. Oh, okay. that, that okay. don't bother me, they make me cry, and not because they sound horrible. God damn it. Okay. Anywho, uh, Tim, interested in the book? Uh, maybe. Honestly, the only other supplemental material I actually pay attention to besides the show are the comics. Anything like the, the books uh, I don't get into. I don't have any <laughs> merchandise or anything, so honestly, I mean, comics and show, that's, that's pretty much it, so I, I really have no opinion or... I guess probably not going to do anything with uh... traditionally a, a pretty childish, but this this has an appeal, you know, outside of just them being books. You know, they, they've got you this know, deal going on, and it, it's nice. Kitsu, uh, let me let me interject there because I did read the first book. Tim, I can tell you, you're not missing anything, <laughs> even for child for child for child's book, uh, for children's book. It's pre- it's pretty bad. It's yeah, but, not but very well. It's not very well written. The comics are unbelievable. Stay with the comics. You are safe there. But don't. James, bother you have the, the reader's age of like a three-year-old, so I thought the books would really appeal to you. <laughs> the thing is that I'm pretty sure that these that new books are not going to be uh, on the same on the same level because they are they are not constrained to be like the TV show. They can do their own thing. Yeah. They don't have anything to touch upon, and they can just do whatever they want with the character of the Hindu. It's, it's going to be like the book version of the comics. They're going to have a little bit more freedom. They're going to have fun with it, you know, so... Yeah, but don't bother with the MLP. Yeah, don't bother with the MLP novels. I can no, tell they're they're really for kids. They're really for kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. If, you want, if you want your stories, go to filmfiction.com, man. <laughs> yes, that is true. That is true. <laughs> and Zeus, what about you? I have to say, like, I... I never saw Hasbro doing something like this, so congrats to them that they're actually going meta and pretty much taking another, uh, um, what's the term, semi-canon approach to this universe, first with the comics. When it was first announced, I'm like, holy crap, comics, this is awesome stuff. I've been reading and purchasing all of the main series comics. Oh, same here, same here. So, love the comics, and seeing this, even if the books aren't that good, I don't know, like... I don't know if I would get it, but I know a couple of my friends will get it because they're huge Daring Do fans. Oh, okay. That's cool. Didn't you get the micro series? I, well, I read them. I just didn't pay for them. <laughs> ah! Uh, yeah, you borrowed from a friend. I, okay, you borrowed from a friend. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah, you borrowed <laughs> from, your, from your friend, the pirate. That, that's fine. Yeah. I, I stole <laughs> mine from the bookshop. <laughs> oh. So I didn't pay for mine either. So we're in the same place. Uh, but, but anywho, that's the news for this week, guys. The MBS show doesn't promote any kind of piracy, and we don't encourage people to do no, piracy. The, the MBS show doesn't promote me in general, right? <laughs> hey, um, all I said I sh- was I read them. I never told you my sources. Yeah, I yeah. only support the main comics. <laughs> hey, I, I support and recommend comicsology. Yeah, that's the best yes, place, man. Yes, place. Oh, my God. Comixology is the best. Yep, yep. That's what I buy my. I haven't really been into comics since I was 
12, um, and I started reading the MLP ones, and that got me, uh, I then delved into the Adventure Time ones, oh. I started picking up uh, the new Miss Marvel ones, so oh. honestly, of all the weird ways of saying it, MLP got me into actually reading some okay. comics. comics yeah. That is fair, that is fair, Tim. That's good, that's awesome. MLP promoting comics all around. Yay, Comicsology, please sponsor us. <laughs> also, extra points for Adventure Time, man. Yay. So, anywho, let's move on to the next topic. And the next topic is guest time. And in this week's episode of the MBS show, we have Pony Tim and Zeus Assassin crews from My Little Investigation or Equestrian Dreamers. Hey guys, how are you doing? Hello. Hyped up, let's do this. Yeah, everybody's excited. So, um,. <laughs> Mind introducing yourself to the people who might not know who you are or what you do? Go ahead, Tim. Zeus, you want to go first? All right, I will. Hey, everyone. The name is Zeus Assassin. I am the case and game designer for Milo Investigations. I've been part of Equestrian Dreamers ever since pretty much the beginning in August 2011. And case one's been completed, working hard on case two. And I so can't wait to uh, get more details out. And my name is Pony Tim, and I am the... I'm actually one of the... Field Sprite animators on the project, and I'm also the media liaison uh, for the project. Ah, cool. So basically, you're um, hooking up interviews and getting them on time, right? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, when I'm not setting up in, uh, interviews like this or sending out, uh, no, bits of news to like uh, the news websites like Equestrian Daily, Daily Oat, uh, so on and so forth, I'm basically just animating uh, ponies running all over the place. The, the animation looks good. That, that's all I have to say. The animation of Poonies running looks good. Most Honestly, uh, you uh, you have to get warp out uh, the pops for that. Um, funny thing, I never even touched uh, Flash before I got in this project. Um, I have taken uh, some a couple of classes on traditional animation, so I, I knew like the twelve principles of animation, all that stuff. But I had no idea how to use the program. I basically taught myself enough Flash to send in the uh, not my uh, my test um, to be like, hey, I can do this. Uh, bring me on so I can animate stuff. Yay! And uh, yeah, from there he he basically mentored me, and he's fantastic. I wish we could have him on, but it's understandable timing. That is, yeah. by the way, the most adorable walking animation I have ever seen in my life. It's so smooth, so so cute, and so well done. Yeah, it's, again, that, that's all warp out. Um, def- definitely one of the highlights of the video game. It's great. Mm-hmm. So, um, let me just get this out. Um, how long did it took you guys from start to finishing case one? How long did it took you guys? Hold on, I have the exact time right here. Oh my. Two years, eight months, and 17 days since our first engine video. So wow, sweet. Yeah. That is, since that that is first a video long was posted, time coming. To April 9, 2014. A lot of things we had to overcome along the way, but we got it done, and we're, we're rolling. We're rolling until we can't roll anymore. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Keep rolling. They rolling. Awesome, awesome. So... You said that this project has going been on for almost two years now, and almost three, almost three. Oh my goodness! So almost three, and so how hard has it been, like from beginning to where you are right now? It's been a tough journey. Um, just getting 
all the basics and the foundation of the project started took five months. Um, when I joined the team in August of 2011, uh, Gabo and I, we primarily uh, talked through email. And that was also one of the busiest semesters of my life for me. So putting that along with my game project and marching band and doing all this really took a toll. But we ended up getting concepts for four cases we have right now and fleshing out everything about case one at that point and also discussing our team name, future, and recruitment all in those five months. Oh. And once we got the team together, um, this is pretty much our make or break point. Like, we figured if this project was worth continuing, if we got enough willing people to work on it. And uh, thanks to Lestia, we've gotten a lot of people to join this project. 17 strong members, a lot of the VAs, but we also have a small, uh, very focused group of artists and sound engineers, all you people as well. And I can't thank them enough for their hard work on this project. Some are leaving. Some we will get by recruitment by now. But anyone who's worked on this project, I'm really proud to have called you my team member for these, uh, for these past uh, nearly three years now. All in all, you'd say three years, but definitely rewarding, right? Very rewarding. It's definitely given me a lot of intangibles leading a project like this. I'm a mechanical engineer by trade, so... So having something I can relate to a lot of my resume, even though I haven't had any work experience, I can fall back on this and just show them that I have the will and the drive to work in any team, to lead, to put forth my best effort every day. I'm working for something. And I've learned a ton from this project, from Gabu and from everyone involved, even the fans who's giving me criticism and praise. Right, and uh, one thing that I actually don't... Uh... I don't think you mentioned this, is you're also our team coordinator. And I, I when I was still going to uh, college, um, I I did get on several uh, game projects, and you are by far the best uh, team coordinator I've ever had the experience of uh, being on a project with. Oh, thanks, Pony Tim. Oh, warms my heart. Oh, moment. Hug over the internet. Yay. Uh, so, okay, obvious question here. Why Phoenix Wright? Gabu knows the answer better than I do, but at, after talking to them for so long, um, we chose Phoenix Wright as the basis for our game because of the character interactions of both series. In the Ace Attorney series, it's a visual novel text adventure game that, well, visual novel, whatever. I'm not going to try to find a genre. All right. But anyway, um, it's a game that, that has a wide variety of characters, a very likable protagonist, and it's really cool to see them evolve and grow over the games and see um, quirky, fun humor be injected into these very serious murder cases that occur <laughs> along this fantastical place I love to call Japanifornia, <laughs> because in the original version it was Japan, but the localizers made into um, Hope Springs, California, which is a fictional city, and it, they somehow made it work. They somehow made it work, so... Having played all those games, at the time it was five games in the series, up to Ace Attorney Investigations, um, Gabu saw how that type of gameplay would be perfect to telling a compelling, engaging, and fun story within Equestria. So that's what he did. And we wanted to start off with something simple for Case 1, so we just had a, a simple theft going on, of, of a, a simple jewel theft. But... As we got talking over the five months we spent planning this whole game, um, we we found ourselves um, uh, wondering how far we wanted to push these characters in terms of um, their growth 
character-wise and the seriousness of the stories being told. So, you know, things will be destroyed, relationships will be strained, you know. Heck, ponies might be on the verge of near death. Like, there's a lot of things we can implement this story to really make it engaging and awesome. And so, so, yeah. Sorry. that's all to say for now about that. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so actually I have a question. Are we going to be able to see, um, you know, really like a epic kind of storyline similar to the uh, Phoenix Wright series where each kind of story is sort of like set in its own, you know, it's contained within its own chapter, but there's this sort of like big overlying, overlying arc that sweeps across each game. For the person who hasn't played the game yet, what can we expect from the game? Okay, so this is primarily Twilight Sparkle story as she becomes an investigator throughout Equestria. Although we're going to have another uh, story developing as Twilight grows to be a competent investigator, uh, which is through uh, our announced OC Philo Reed, which you can read on the website for uh, Case 2 Recruitment. So it's going to be kind of how they interact and how they how they shape the world in Equestria by uh, solving these intense crimes. Because as far as we know, Equestria is a very safe and happy place. Mm-hmm. Except, you know, as we saw in Season 4 with um, all the stuff that happened, which I won't spoil. But um, at the time when there wasn't a lot of dangers roaming around, like we wanted to explore how criminals can interact in the setting. So we're going to tell Twilight Sparkle's story, how she grows from a bumbling investigator in Case 1 to a very experienced one who will go to whatever lengths to clear the name of the innocent she run into. So, Could we say, actually, that this is sort of like a alternate telling of uh, Twilight's life from, say, Season 1 or Season 2? Yeah, it's it's definitely our own alternate universe, although we're trying to tie into canon as much as we can. So think of it uh, as like the equivalent of, a, of the comics canon. If I may interject, uh, now that we are talking about character, may I bring a couple of comments regarding this? Sure. Okay, um, uh, the one thing that I, w- I, want, I want to say, the one good thing about uh, the characterization and one thing that I think should, uh, should have a little revision on, on Chapter 2, uh, the good thing, I, I think the characterization with pretty much all the characters is perfect, especially with Rarity. And I, Kitsu, shut up. I know what you're going to say, but you guys... No, 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 no. I'm, I'm sure that they portrayed you, Rarity in the game as a bumbling, drooling idiot, and that's... You perfect. completely nailed Rarity, personality-wise, and it's very easy to make to make her sound mean or to make her sound uh, selfish or whatever. Hell, the, car- the writers in the show suffer from this, uh, make this mistake more often than not. But you guys completely nailed her character. It was great. Uh, the CMC is perfect. The mayor is so so useless and mumbling and kind of like is it like <laughs> a like a real politician. It's perfect. Love love it. No, no, love no, no, it. Wait, um, mixing the mayor up with rarity in this case. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that's on the good side. However, I will give a couple of criticisms criticisms regarding the the characterization. One is the diamond dogs. Um, for the life of me, I cannot, uh, even after I, I played the video game, I cannot imagine the Diamond Dogs asking for a, for a search gu- a warrant or, or like, <laughs> yeah. uh, begging for evidence. Or, like, to me, that was really weird. And it wasn't completely expanded how they adopted the Equestria law system to their own system. So, uh, to me, that part was kind of like, eh. It, it, it didn't break the game to me, but it was like, mm, 
the, the one thing that I think should be fixed is uh, how you are portraying Twilight, actually. Um, it is... Uh, it is true that she's starting as an investigation, as an investigator. She's mumbling and all that, but it gets to a point in the game that she becomes kind of like a bat monkey, where ponies are insulting her and she's doing nothing to defend herself or to to stand up for her. And that's, but, but and I guess that kind of makes sense. In the original game, Phoenix Wright is kind of like a bat monkey. They mess with him. They call him spiky hair. They call him Plenty porcupine. Time, especially they, the prosecution. So, so oh, yeah, they they, they, insult they insult him. Yeah. They insult him. If if someone goes to Twilight in the show to insult her, uh, you know what? I don't think anyone would because even without being a princess, Twilight is not just an element of harmony, but a source of knowledge and information and kind of like respect. Like, and also within the the the, the, the subject of the show, characters are respectful to each other unless they are very angry or they are desperate or they are under pressure. So to me, the way that they were treating Twilight in many occasions and how she wasn't standing for herself, to me, that kind of made me think the character was a... a, a it needs kind of few tweaks here and there. Well, just like with Phoenix, right? Like, Twilight's going to get better at kind of voicing her thoughts and standing her ground because she'll have more experience by then. But that, I don't know. To me, that's kind of part of the humor like that came from the Ace Attorney games where you see Phoenix being treated pretty harshly by this really overly cool world around him. But despite that, he still ends up owning all of them in the end by solving a crime no one else could figure out on their own. So she'll have her moments of awesome. She'll have growth. But I see what you mean. Like, it, yeah. after seeing Twilight in the show and how respected she is by her friends and stuff. But then again, you also have to remember how she has been the subject, especially in seasons one and two, of some insults or butt-mongering. Like, you know, Rainbow oh. Dash calling her an egghead. Yeah. Things falling on her head and feeling pinky keen. Um, Twilight's, um, how her friends treated Twilight in uh, Lesson Zero, where everyone was kind of kind of picking on her and just saying, ah, oh, don't worry about her. She's just being her usual Twilight self. Hmm. So, of course, because you guys did write this, uh, this first chapter when Seasons 1 and 2 were, were still in full swing. Uh, right. the, 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 the changes in her character and how respect she was gaining didn't appear until Seasons 3 and 4. So, mm -hmm. of course, I'm not, I don't mean to say go back to Episode 1 and fix it. No, you, you already finished that. That's perfect. Don't touch it. But for the next episodes, uh, keep that into account. Like, ma ma make sure that the character doesn't get treated like a, like a, like I know nothing during the in the future. Will do. And well, James, if I might actually add to this, I do have a point of view coming in the uh, other direction, and not just because I want to argue with James, although <laughs> that's just a bonus. But <laughs> honestly speaking, I think it was quite okay. All right, and. The reason being is that because I'm a very big, very, very big Phoenix Wright fan, and I felt there were a lot of the echoes of the tone of the original source. So you're, you're trying to marry something like Phoenix Wright with My Little Pony, right? Which is, which is not a simple thing to do. And, and there, of course, it's going to be a lot of problems with, okay, what elements of the original game are we going to put in? And what kind of echoes are we going to have that is going to reflect across both parts of of, uh, of the sources, which is uh, Phoenix Wright and My Little Pony. And coming from that direction, I actually felt that, yeah, I could actually see a little bit of the original Phoenix Wright in the game, which is perfectly what you want to do, right? I think. That's right. So, yeah. So 
for me, coming from that direction, I actually found it more of like, oh, hey, you know, that's a familiar little vibe. I, I felt comfortable with the characterization because it is, while it is still uh, Twilight, it's not the Twilight from the show. It's Twilight if she were Phoenix, right? So for me, my, yeah, you know, my, my suspension. Could... You are coming from the perspective of a person yeah. who's more of a fan of the Phoenix Wright games than of MLP, and I'm coming from the perspective of a person who's more of a fan of MLP than of the Phoenix Wright games. Although I have, I have played all of them up until uh, included uh, Miles Edgeworth's Investigations, which is where this game is based on. And that is that is absolutely right. That it is if Twilight was Phoenix. However. I don't think that is necessarily a good thing coming from my perspective, though it is a good a good thing for you because you've been a fan of the video games. Hmm. That makes it more familiar. It's easier for you to get into it. To me, well, it just kind of gets me out of it. So maybe we just have to strike that balance. Like that's why yeah. we reference uh, stuff from the show. That's why we that's why we pull in references from both franchises so that we can appeal to the most fans. But we want Twilight to feel like Twilight, but we don't yeah. want. We don't want her to feel out of place. That's the thing. I, like if she I, was consistently referring to books and like other things while she investigates, and that can get kind of grating. But we tone that down so she does a lot of her snark inside her head, and then only speaks or comes back when something actually really insults her. Like, um, like a, sometimes the Diamond Dogs, other times with other witnesses, which I can't speak about for uh, case two. Okay. But they're yeah, on the list for the ace. Though I do, I do feel for you because it's really difficult to find a balance when doing a crossover. If you make, if you put more of one thing or the other, you are likely going to piss off uh, fans of one or the other thing. So yep. when doing crossovers, you have to be really careful. And uh, of course, finding that balance takes uh, takes a while. Be, like everything, it's it's finding that. Uh, amount of uh, uh, elements from one franchise to another and then find a good cohesion and everything works fine. But that's with uh, moving on to future episodes. Which right. Uh, and, and of course, um, well, what, what actually we just saw here, um, what one person likes, another might not, and vice versa. In the end, I mean, uh, what we do might not be to one person's taste, but it could be to somebody else's taste. So... I mean, we can. We of course want to try and strike that balance, but uh, you can't be all things for all people, obviously. Yeah. Um, if you try to make everybody happy, you make anybody happy. And but can also, we at least agree it, that it's an excellent game? Because <laughs> I had so much fun playing it, and you I know, think it's good. Tiny little bits of characterization aside, the amount of work and you know effort that's gone into making this the complete package, I think overshadows uh, a lot of the minor stuff that you know that can be ironed out in the future. Sure, it's on the list, but you know, so far I'm impressed, right? And also right. do note that in case one we had to deal with a lot of canon personalities. In case two, if you look at the list, we have a lot of background ponies and and three OCs that we're gonna expand upon and inject our personalities into them. Huh? So that we so are you, it should are you create a more genuine Ace Attorney experience since you're getting new characters. Oh, awesome. Are you going to bring, up, bring back uh, Hoover Sweeps? <laughs> no. Oh. Um, oh. OC winners, all OC winners will just have one entry in one case, and they won't ah. be eligible to participate in uh, future contests. So we can get more good friends with 
I'm very good friends with him, so uh, I was so pumped to see him appear in the video game. I was like, oh my god, this Uber Sweeps, that's awesome. And, and he's voiced by himself, which is even funnier. Love the way that he, he, he voices his own character, it's brilliant. So you were holding yeah. a competition for the OCs to get into the game. Yeah, we're going to do another cool. one for K2. We had nearly 500 oh. last time. I fear how many we're going to get the next time around. James, let's but do we'll, OOC yeah, we'll, now. Yeah, exactly. uh, so, uh, so what are the requirements uh, for the contest? Besides bringing well, the OOC, is there any special We haven't done things? anything uh, for a case 2 contest yet. Uh, so, I mean, that will come in the future. But we have nothing to uh, talk about right now, I believe. Uh, I'll tell well, you what we'll tell you, when that contest, contest comes up. Right, we can talk about it. You can pass me your PayPal account details. <laughs> Fun fact: I actually, uh, before I was on the team, I submitted my own uh, OC to the contest. Oh, uh, yeah, sadly did not make it. But at least you're on the you team. Round one. I am. I am absolutely yeah, no, sure I'm... that even if, even if I paid you, you guys wouldn't put my OC in the video game <laughs> because it's too much, too complex, too much. Yeah, but that's I'd rather not voice. have it's, it's not just the squeaky. It's not just the squeaky voice. It's the celluloid main and everything. It, she will be a pain in the ass, including the. And game. James, I, I, I think want you guys to do Oyster, it's gonna sound a bit odd as well. <laughs> just putting it out there. I'm not. Yeah. Well, if if anything, she will just be quiet because she doesn't like how she sounds. She will just <laughs> yeah, be there. So, it, like uh, Twilight tries to talk to her and. Some nothing but silence. <laughs> yeah, she will just like rub her hoof or something like that and just walk away. <laughs> And I will be like, what is, what is strange pony? <laughs> uh, but still, but still, um, with all the complaints and whatnot, I, I think you guys struck a nice balance between, um, fans of one genre to another genre and mill them nicely together in this first yeah. case. The translation was surprisingly good. I, I have to admit, it was surprisingly good. Like oh, it, it just thank fits, you, you know. It, it just fits. <laughs> Everything fits. It's uh, it's amazing. I'm, I'm so so. When can we expect more? I think that's the burning question on oh, everyone's yeah, yeah. mind. When well, we're planning it... on revealing like first of all the um, the new team members. Once that's done, probably start of June, we'll announce nice. um, our new team members. Oh, cool. And probably a bit after that, once we have enough content, we'll re- we'll reveal premise, uh, location, some artwork, and probably music for case two. So, so why, don't, why don't you give us a little bit of... Just give us a little hint of something that's coming up. Something <laughs> something nice. Come on. Just for the show. Spoilers. <laughs> something nice? Well, yeah, just give, just give us a little tiny bit for what what's going to happen in uh, Season 2. Something that we can look forward to. Well, uh, well hey, I, I think... Can yeah. I one? Oh, go ahead. You go. Yep. You're the boss. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you have something... I don't want to ruin your thought. Go ahead and speak first. I... Go ahead. Well, Go I mean, ahead. I think we can say that you will see more of the uh, main six uh, in the case, too. Uh, mm. I will I mean, also like, uh, say that... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you. <laughs> no, I mean, like, uh, because uh, in case one, we actually did not have all of the main six. So uh, we will have more of the uh, main six in case two. Oh, and it's ironic that they weren't in that case, Applejack and Fluttershy, because the lessons that we put at the end of case one deal with honesty and kindness. <laughs> so I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they were but, there in spirit. Yeah. But still. Plus Spike, because the dragon needs more love. Oh, yeah. Or Spike. 
What happened? What, what ever happened to Spike in case one? I didn't really caught what happened to him. We're actually kind of going to explain it via some humorous dialogue at the start of case two. What uh, happened to Spike in case one? Oh, okay. So going a little meta here. <laughs> okay, because I didn't really notice that until you mentioned it now. <laughs> actually, I have to get around to... Uh, I just uh, finished... Uh, my uh, semester, um, so I have a bit more time right now, so I gotta get on uh, doing some Spike animations. Yay, more <laughs> Spike animation. He needs the love. He does need the love. Yeah, I'll also say that, um, as I said a couple times before, the setting for Case 2 will be outside of Ponyville. Ooh. It will be outside of Ponyville. It will be in the location that the show has explored before, that we want to expand upon, so we can't wait to reveal what that is. Yay! Place your bets now. <laughs> uh, when when it when it comes to the gameplay uh, system that you guys have going on, the the whole combining evidences and uh, presenting them and all that, are you guys going to try and and uh, uh, change anything, or is it going to be the same system that you had in episode one? It's pretty much going to be mostly the same system, although we'll probably give more hints on when to combine evidence and stuff, other than the flashing tab we have. Okay. Um, we're actually thinking about um, think about making two difficulty modes for the game. Ooh. So one huh. with more hints than the other. You see, so, that is a good idea. Some people did find our usual hint system, which to me is on par with the Ace Attorney types of hints, um, to be a little bit too difficult. So we're going to help uh, to those fans by providing a bit more hints. But it will still be tough. Like, I'm really proud of the puzzles and the stuff we come up with for Case 2. <laughs> and I can't wait to see how stuck or how mind-blowing people would take it <laughs> later on. Okay. Cool. Um, the, the, re- the reason why I ask, uh, God, I'm going to end up sounding like the bad guy on this episode, but I don't think worry, if I don't bring it... If I don't bring it up, I am just betraying myself and not, not saying it. So, um, during the the first confrontation with Scootaloo, uh, uh, Twilight versus Scootaloo in the Kitty Mercedes house, uh, there is one point where you have to present an evidence to prove that Scudalo was driving around uh, uh, the Carousel Boutique. And I thought, okay, maybe I can use uh, Opal's hairs that got caught into the tire marks because that proves that Scudalo was around because she's the only one with the scooter. She has the tire marks and all that. And I couldn't use that. And I was like, okay, maybe I can present Opal because she was left. No, I couldn't present that either. And that's when I had to go to the uh, to the FAQ that you guys uploaded on the website for the first time, and I said that you have to present the uh, Scootaloo's trick to prove that she was going around Carousel Boutique. To me, personally, from my point of view, that didn't make a lot of sense, and I thought, oh, you cannot pre- you can only present what ty- one evidence uh, it, it, during these confrontations. And I was like, okay, fine. But then at the end, during the last confrontation with the Diamond Dogs, you can present either the red key or the blue key, and you can get the, 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 same, uh, the same kind of uh, 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 conclusion to that. Yeah, the same kind of resolution. So I was like, why cannot, why cannot you present two or more pieces of evidence to prove something when, in my, in my opinion... They make a lot of sense. Like you can either present Scootaloo's trick, or you can present uh, Opal's hair caught in Scootaloo's tire marks. Yeah, that was kind of an oversight we had because we before Scootaloo's confrontation was not linear. We had the confrontation system set up where you have to tackle the last two topics on your own, mm-hmm. and you have to complete the motive one before going to the trick one, and that's why you get the trick evidence. So 
it was kind of hard messing with the dialogue at that point to make it fit, so we just kind of stuck it in there and left it as is. But beforehand, it was actually even more linear than that. So we've actually added um, some multiple solutions to some prompts. Like when you have to prove where Skulu was during her break, you can present the ribbon or Rarity's profile or even Skulu's, Skulu's profile, and they all relate to the same fact, which is she was at the boutique that night. So... We're going to try and do more of that because we're going to have a lot of evidence to work with to help make the game easier and to help people's logic. So they're not trying to adhere to our logic, but they can make their own logic pieces together. That is perfect and because that's that's the one thing that loses a lot of people with point-and-click games is that you are going to find a roadblock where you cannot go through because that's not what the game programmer's logic is telling you to do. It's It's like you're trying to do something and you can't. Because that's not what uh, what the game developer is doing. However, I do like everything else that you did with those confrontations. They are really tense. They are very good, and they they really make you think. Which is why it was so weird for me that this is stuck in such a in such an uncomfortable manner. It was like this is so weird. Like everything is flowing so well, and all of a sudden I get this this brick wall in front of me. That 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 didn't make a lot of sense to me, but. Yeah, I can totally understand why you ended up having to uh, stack it like that. Okay. Can I actually ask everyone here a question oh. since you're all bringing feedback to me? Oh, and sure. I know this is yes. an interview about the game, but um, what were your thoughts on the partner system in the game? I like the one... Great the, idea. Uh, we... I, I like it because um, I've played a few of the Phoenix Wright games, and I do like how this changes things, like r- rarity using rarity skill. But in my opinion... I didn't use that much of her skill until to a point where it's needed kind of situation. I thought it was a great idea. It reminded me a bit of the original Fallout games where you can have a, a, a couple of partners with you going around the wasteland. But it also goes along with the, the theme of the show, the whole friendship is magic. It's like if you need to solve this case, the only way that you can solve this case is with the help of your friends. So it uh, it does carry the spirit of the TV show, which is something that I really liked. Uh, I thought the partner system was awesome. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, and it, I it sort of like it sort of gives Gumshoe a purpose. Let's just <laughs> 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 uh, well, if Gumshoe was a system. unicorn. <laughs> Gumshoe should be a unicorn. Can you imagine? That would be pretty brilliant. <laughs> it I would be. Would, it would. Like, be. I would like that. Talking about systems, um, I, I was wondering, um, when I played the game, it was technically point and click, which I didn't mind that much, but would you be uh, inclined of doing uh, ASDW in the future? Oh, keyboard support? Yeah. Uh, we've been getting a lot of, we've been getting a lot of um, inquiries about that, and I'll have to talk to Gabu, see if, it, if he can implement that. But the reason why we kept the click is because perhaps one day we might make it a mobile support thing, ah. which means that that might interfere with the touch controls, with the click controls, so we'll work on it. Oh, okay. But right now our, our priorities is on the case creator we have coming up and working on case 2 development stuff, so scripting, recruitment, all that fun stuff. All right. Um, all right. Speaking of recruitment, uh, we actually just closed our voice actor additions. I just, sorry, I just want to go and bring this up. But uh, we are still, we have some positions still open until May 23rd. Uh, we are looking for an audio engineer. And on the art side, we're looking for a vector, uh, vector artist, a animator, and a cutscene artist. Please apply. 
Uh, you really do need people. So, so that, that is actually... Oh, James, sorry. James, go. Oh, the, yeah, with cutscene artists, you mean like uh, uh, someone to make the uh, the super detailed, by the way, gorgeous... Uh, uh, cuts in artwork that uh, it goes from uh, fades from one to the next to uh, uh, tell how, what is going on on the scene and the, the, the preview and all that and then the closure uh, at the end of the case you mean that? yeah like the link I just posted ah, well, yes. I will have to apply for that well, and the links will be in the show notes for anyone who's interested. In fact, if you guys, anyone out there listening who's played the game, who enjoys the game, who likes the game, and you want to be a part of the family of the Equestrian Dreamers, and we've already heard from Tim here that Zeus is the best, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah, why not check it out? And if you have some talent that you can you know, put forward to the project, I think, I think the more the merrier, right, Zeus? So... Yeah, send totally. in yeah, send in your emails and uh, and get it done. But I, I am personally quite sad to hear that the voice actors have been closed for this year because I was gonna, I was gonna actually give an audition. You mm-hmm. know, could could I could I actually give you an audition right now? I was gonna try for Princess Celestia actually. Sure. So so line one uh, in the comforting comforting motherly like tone. All right. All right. Yeah. You are a wonderful student, Twilight. I don't have to get a letter every week to know that. Right. So, this is my Princess Celestia. I think you could have definitely yeah, used yeah. it for the. You know, your your Princess Celestia. She was done by Marlon Brando getting a heart attack. That's it. Nothing you sound like you sound like I, the I, Godfather if he was like 120 years old. What the hell? <laughs> that is Princess You see, that was what I had in mind. <laughs> but any, anywho, kids. Norman, 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 can I ask you one thing? Yes. Why did you keep bringing this guy? Because I love him. He's he's funny. <laughs> Good grief. But no, what am I <laughs> on that audition, man? I can see <laughs> Neil. <laughs> he's he's stunned into silence. Uh, no. Well, uh, so I think I mean uh, I think we've actually had some uh, guys audition for some of our female roles in the past. <laughs> yeah, we've already gotten a lot of a couple of guys do guys doing Applejack and some guys trying to do Spike, which. Yeah, that it's really Adam, difficult. Was, uh, it's difficult. Yeah. yeah, it's got to be a girl doing that. You got to be a girl. There's yeah. been some male Fluttershy's too that kind of impressed me, but you know, nothing to me. <laughs> it's a genuine female voice. <laughs> yeah, this well, is but, my this is yeah. my Fluttershy. <laughs> um, excuse me, Twilight. I would just like to ask. I mean, <laughs> if it would be all right if you haven't given it to someone else. Hello. I am not a voice act. I actually, oh, just for the call. lulls, I, I did submit uh, <laughs> some, and I fully expect them to be uh, removed in the first wave. You're like, yeah. nope, toss. Uh, okay. <laughs> On a serious matter, I, I see that you have the source code up. So, mind explaining to the people who might not know what the source code is? Source code is basically all the stuff that makes the engine run. So if you were to tweak something in there, you can pretty much change the game dramatically and perhaps crash the game. <laughs> it's different uh, from a script because the engine reads stuff from a script to make it run. So I did some scripting in the game, which is basically like, you know, call, draw this using the pre-programmed stuff that Gavin was made by himself. I'd be like, um, insert Twilight here, 
here's the text with all the pauses in it, here's some sound effects and music to go along with the line, bam. That's what scripting does. So for all the source code people, for, the source code is for people who want to either fix some bugs for their system or optimize it or even just tinker around with it in case um, we happen to go down one day. So ah, okay. it's like it's our fail-safe, basically. So, so basically what you're seeing is anyone with this source code can make their own um, My Little Investigation game? Basically. And actually, I mean, we're trying to develop a case creator to make it easier for anybody to uh, make their own cases. Huh. It'll make it easier than just usual scripting, so any Joe Schmo can use it and make their own case if they wanted to. All you just need are the assets and know how to locate file names, which is not that hard. Okay, that's cool. Um, I, I, I am totally lost at coding and stuff. That's why I never passed web design for college, but that's just me and coding. But this sounds fun. Maybe if I put some backbone into it, I might create my own game. So besides me failing at coding... um. I see that you have a walkthrough here. So what prompted the walkthrough? A uh, personal desire of mine to make sure that if people get lost, they're not constantly poking me, be like, Zeus, 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 I need help. <laughs> it's like, here, I've written out this 10-page-plus walkthrough for you to enjoy, and I color-code everything. Oh, really? No. Do it. Uh, yeah, the colors are really nice. I, I didn't use the walkthrough on my first run, so I, I haven't seen it at all. Also, we actually had a couple of one or two references that Pinky made to a uh, a guide, and I'm like, we we need to make a guide and have what she says correspond to where it is on the guide. Oh, really? No. So, so, uh, so the jokes predated the guide, so we actually formatted oh, the guide to work that. with it. Oh, speaking especially of, with Pinky. Speaking Pinkie of, I, I don't know if I, if, uh, if you guys put this in the menu. I may have forgotten, but. Will there be an option to skip the tutorials? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's one now. Um, there's one now, yeah. Is there? It's just... I definitely, I definitely and I'm going to set start mine up because <laughs> I don't I don't remember it, but I might have skipped it by accident. I should have skipped it as well because Let's after see. the third tutorial, I was like, oh, my God, Pinky, shut up. <laughs> There we go. It's, it's in options. It's in options. You can tick uh, enable tutorials and get rid of that. Good, good. I Pinkie Pie was missed. always a mixed bag in case one, but yeah, yeah. I'm glad some people liked her. She was funny. I love how he how she constantly breaks the fourth wall with the with the. Seriously, sometimes I worry about her. <laughs> so it is like, Pinky, you are looking at some purple bushes. <laughs> <laughs> looking at her. I like that. Bushes. that, that, that that was a great. That was a great part of the game. I like that. Yeah, so much fourth wall. I, I, I the game. What can I say? It's awesome. And I also noticed here that you have a soundtrack to uh, for the game too. That's yes, cool. let's talk about the soundtrack because I rarely get to talk about it. Yeah, soundtrack. What are your thoughts on it? <laughs> uh, I do love the sounds in the game. Um, who created the soundtracks? It was by our composer who lives in Boston right now, Trance Pilgrim. Oh, you can check out. He has a SoundCloud of like other stuff, chip tunes and orchestral things. I'll post a link here. Check him out. Okie dokie awesome. dokie. I'll add that into the show notes. And yeah, this, this, most people don't really use video game soundtracks. Uh, no, we don't really talk about video game soundtracks. And your soundtrack is pretty awesome. I'm glad you like it. Thank you. He tries feel... mixing. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, no, is that I? I, I... I, I I was going to praise because it does feel like a perfect combination of Phoenix Wright and My Little Pony because it can work in both universes. 
in that mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't feel out of place. It it goes with the it. it you know what is that? It's not intrusive. It feels like it is like the background music that you will hear in the TV show. It doesn't get muddled with the with dialogue. It's very well. By the way, that's the other thing. Very good sound mixing. In that the, the music is never intrusive for the dialogue and vice versa. Yeah, you we get, added a feature in there so that the music gets quieter when uh, ponies are speaking. Mm. And you guys did a really good dance. job with it. Very good job. Everything mixed, uh, melded well. So this is done by one guy? One guy. Wow. The one, soundtrack. One guy. <laughs> what, what, what reason were we looking for a sound engineer just to give him a little bit of a break? Oh. Oh. I should probably do. I should probably put my head into this, but I got no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> well, Trot, um, he's a very good mentor to any sound engineer who goes to him, so he will get anyone set up. I trust him to uh, set things right with our audio because he helped us from being completely confused and kind of panicky about all the audio in the game because it was kind of mismanaged and not that good to being functional and sound good and ready for showtime basically so i give him a lot of credit and well whoever's interested in this job or position do give them a holler because if you want your music to be played in the next game go do now it's fun yeah Charles will definitely be open to some musical ideas too so if, if you're a musician and you're you're but your official role is the audio engineer but you want to pitch an idea to, to Trot about something, he'll be happy to hear it. Because there are some songs he had troubled with a lot in Case 1. Mm. One of them being the suspense theme we have. Oh, yeah, the turnabout. And the other one that took him a long while was the corner theme we have for the game. But I'm glad how that came out beautifully. Mm. And, yeah, so he'll be open to ideas. He's a very awesome guy to work with. And all everything that he does gets related to me and Gabu, so... We're a team that prides ourselves on constant communication. Awesome. And if you're the type of guy who feels that this needs more dubstep or this needs more Eurobeat, <laughs> try your head Norman. into it. Only, <laughs> only if Vinyl Scratch is involved in the, in the case. Yeah. But still, but still, if you're that one kind of guy who wants to add more. <laughs> yeah, the well, we got Sapphire works. Shores, so yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but still, but still. Thank you so much for... Uh, been so open to criticism and to feedback because not everybody is like that they will put something on the internet and they will say it's my perfect little jewel please don't touch it or like say yeah yeah I appreciate all criticism except this this and this you guys were nice enough to take my my criticism that I hope I didn't I hope I didn't come across as nasty or or like uh, vile or anything I if I did I'm sorry no, um, no, man. You you are a wonderful person that gave great criticism. Oh. If you want, like, really dumb criticism, go check out... Well, I'm not sure if the comments are still up there, but the Meet the Voice Actors video, oh. where one of our VAs oh got a lot of flack, which was Love Kiku for Rarity and Sweetie Belle. And I was like, you guys... Really? really? Wow. Yeah. Come on. Really? It was great. People, people it, really didn't like Sweetie Belle. I was like, guys, like, come on oh now. Oh, my God, are you serious? <laughs> I, I'm just... Some people just don't say talent. The voice acting can probably be one of the best things in the entire game. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, because the the characters were so 
perfectly portrayed. And it's like they they sounded like themselves. Come on, no, no, no. Hand, hands down, Andy. hands down. Voice acting was top notch. Like balancing, you know, everything was great. So yeah. I don't know why, but you know what? As we discovered at the very start of this episode. The internet is going to find something to complain about. <laughs> true, yeah. That. True that. That's a never-ending See what story. I did there? I brought it back. Yeah. But like, like I said, thank you so much for taking the criticism so well, and thank you guys for like uh, listening to my my very petty complaints. I'll have to admit, but thank you for not for not for, for being so humble. Thank you for being so humble. No problem, and dude, it's all about the small details. Like, if we can hammer out those details and keep getting better what we do, this game will be revered. Like, I just feel it. Awesome. I really do feel it. Like, we're on the cusp of making something really awesome for Case 2. Oh, I think uh, you have made something incredibly awesome. So just keep up the momentum. Really that's, yeah, that's that's the only thing that you have to do is just keep pushing forward, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. and avoid Hasbro. <laughs> <Like the> <laughs> <laughs> really yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, if anyone don't name Hasbro or, you know, Hasbro legal team sends you an email, run. Go. Right. <laughs> uh, well, we try to do everything. Like, we try to use a lot of background characters and put our stuff into it oh, yeah. as much as we can to avoid that nonsense. But, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to lay low. We're trying to keep doing interviews within the fandom. We're not going to do what Fighting His Magic did and go to GameStop or oh, Evo man. or anything big yeah. just because we want fame. We're going to let the game speak for ourselves oh, true, once true, it's finished. True. I mean, yeah, um, we'll... let's just hope not Cap, um, Capcom don't see this because um, we know that not only Hasbro, Capcom always have eyes out there. <laughs> yeah, but this has nothing from, you know, I don't think there's any danger from Capcom. That is that is known. And if anything, you should be more worried about Nintendo than Hasbro, <laughs> than than, yeah. than or, or Capcom, oh, because it, it's like Capcom, yeah, Hasbro, yeah, but Nintendo, they are all wrinkly and confused, <laughs> and they don't know how this new internet world works. They don't and know how it works. Money. <laughs> and they don't know what's going on in their daily life. And, what and is why this is Nintendo Mario in it? All right, we should sell and it. Why is Nintendo Wii U not selling this uh-huh. thing just to print? Money? Money, now it's just sucking it. When did this become a bash fest? <laughs> so he went from James thanking us to now bashing him. Yeah, like, I love this. Come on, James. No. Honestly, again, just to touch back on the earlier thing, I mean, again, we are always looking for constructive criticism. If you just come by and say, lol, this suck. Or this is too hard. That, that doesn't tell us anything. Yeah. I, I can, I can tell you guys. Get- has first puzzle. Fought <laughs> through two hugs to find. I am very happy that you guys did manage to finish case one. That it looks as good as it does. It sounds as good as it does, and it it plays as as good as it plays. And I cannot wait for case two because yeah, same here. It, 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 it it is like uh, you build onto what you already have, and you keep fixing one thing after the other. That's what it's. That's what um, what it's all about when it comes to game developing. Is like you try to fix the mistakes of the previous game and then you move forward to the next one. But that's why video game sequels that span several generations, like from eight uh, bit, sixteen bit, blah 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 blah, they get better as they, as they uh, uh, they uh, move forward. What James? Something uh, that movies don't do. Two words. <laughs> two Something words. that movies Resident don't do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, two words. Resident Evil. Oh God. Yeah, I know. Resident Evil 4 is much better than Resident Evil 3, isn't it? Yeah, but... Yeah, but did you play 5 and 6? Because something bad happened. 
Yeah. Yeah, but you, yeah, you know what? You know what? What happened? Capcom. Oh god! Uh, it looks like everyone's getting the bash. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to. We are not going to. We are not going to bash on video game developers because yeah. it's very it's very easy for us to bash on them while we sit here on our computer rooms and they are there in their houses with piles of money <laughs> saying, oh, those gamer nerds, they're yeah. just going to pay us if we slap a 7 on the case. Okay. By the way, Resident Evil 7. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to bash I'm gonna pre-order. <laughs> I'm gonna get all the first day DLC. And, oh and that's the thing is that that's 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 what happens with video gamers. Gamers sometimes they will say, blah, 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 "Call of Duty, there's a piece of that's not a word game. I'm not going to buy it." And then they say they they pre-order it. They buy the the special edition with the night vision goggles and everything. They play the game. They say it sucks and they complain on Facebook saying that it sucks. Hmm. And every and and you know what Activision says. They rock and they say, we got your money, you can do anything. <laughs> hey, um, one more question about the game. Um, how is Case 2 going to be implemented in the game? What do you mean? Like, um, is it going to be an update patch or something like that? Will it be through the I don't think it will be. I think like the in-game it, downloader or is it a separate download? I think it's going to be the in-game downloader. Because ah. I downloaded a whole... I downloaded into... When we were testing the game out... I downloaded updates via that pretty easily, so this is going to be one of those things where it'd be like Christmas Day, where we're like, "Oh, I'm going to open up my own investigations." <laughs> oh wait, there's an update. Oh my god, it's case two. Hype. No, that's that's great because uh, what Telltale does that, you know, <laughs> the in-game downloaded stuff with the new chapters of uh, like um, um, yeah, recently they've been doing it with the Fables game, which is uh, yeah. another really good game, but that that oh. beside the point. <laughs> It, yeah, the, the in-game downloader thing works. I quite like that. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Because, well, I, I was a bit confused with how it was going to be done. But, yeah, that's pretty much our plan going forward. And we'll just release updates as they come up. Awesome, awesome. But for now, the only Case 2 thing we have is a little teaser we put at the end of Case 1. Ooh, Trixie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Spoilers. Oh, come on. Everybody knows Trixie. It's Trixie Wait, who Trixie did it. Who? Yeah, yeah. Trixie, who? Don't give me I haven't played the game completely yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you wrong? Trixie, Trixie was the main villain of uh, Chapter 1. Ah, so. <laughs> oh, you son of a badger! <laughs> no, but, but, I don't know uh, where you live, but I'll find out. I'll come to your house and and spoil your favorite show. <laughs> That's what I'm going to yeah. do. Dude, just do it over the internet, man. I, I don't know what your favorite show is, so... No, don't, don't spoil the Game of Thrones for me. I, just quite, got I quite like MLP, and I haven't watched season four yet, and you know that, so, you know... Fire away, Rob. If you want. I haven't really seen season four either, so... I've already seen spoilers, so... Uh, I'm sorry for yeah, just that. Just because they spoiled me doesn't mean I can spoil the... Season 4 finale, Twilight gets two set of wings. Oh my goodness, no. Yeah. And three horns. <laughs> okay, Thanks so where are the wings coming out of her butt or something? Like, uh, I mean, there's no space on her back anymore. Let's let's be fair. The, the universe of Equestria combined with Fallout or something oh. in the finale? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, that was... Well, there well, was... There was a nuclear explosion. Oh god! I'm sorry for that degrading. I'm sorry. Any chance yeah. of day one DLC for <laughs> part two? <laughs> what? You know, speaking of DLC ideas, I actually have a little joke thing I made a while back. Oh my! DLC but for time. DLC, not really. Like we want our content to be ready and good to go with every chapter we do. Not try and fix our mistakes by 
uh, new dialogue, whatever, from the past. It's, yeah. We don't want that. We just want... Well, you know, I, you know I, what I, you could do, right? You could, you could actually release Chapter 2 and release every individual character's dialogue in DLC packs. So if you want to listen to Twilight, you have to download the Twilight dialogue DLC. If not, all you get is just blank screens, right? Yeah. And you're going to be rich. You sell that for like five bucks uh, per pony, right? In some cash? Uncle Hitch is going to come down bringing his bed hammer. I'm giving, I'm giving you all the ideas, right, to make... Sweet boatloads of money. Yeah, and like I said... Money, I'm, of course. Yeah, who cares about personal pride, right? Or doing it for fun or because you love the show. Yeah, yeah it's all like about money. Do it you for only, cash. Yeah, you only do it for the money. That's <laughs> it. Did Jesse J sing about that? It's, I'll say uh, I do it for the babes. Money. <laughs> babes. I do it for I do it for, I do it for Tim. I do it for, I do it for the fun... I do it for the fungals. Okay. Oh my god, all over the place. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. I was just about to ask if there were actually fangirls in this. In this oh thing. god. I've yet to eat one. How did this degrade it to that? <laughs> I'm not sure. What am I looking at here, Zeus? Oh, just a uh, random idea that I came. I was like, uh, yeah, but let's just think of random DLC that'll never come to be. So <laughs> I just found a comic strip and then I took something from the game and I just combined the two. Uh, it works. It's very convincing. Yeah, yeah thanks. I'd buy it. Applejack was Rover. Oh, it God. didn't happen. Uh, Applejack hey. will kick Rover's flank all the way across the crest here. That is true. Why must the bad guys... And why can't is the bad a... guys... For once. That, you see... You know, portray, portray is that... Is that an apple bucking... Is that an apple bucking button? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Do you think say it's a buck? Yeah. Instead of instead of presenting evidence, he kicks it across the room into the faces of the other guy. You know, you know, we're making we're making fun of this, but I just remember. Do you guys remember Sam and Max hit the road? Uh-huh. Dude, that was one of the best games ever, man. That video game, uh, point and click adventure, all that. It did have a couple of uh, uh, mini games, like you could play battleship oh, yeah, with, the car with cars. <clears throat> yes, and and you have the car surfing uh, one. Who says there there is no uh, room for an apple bucking mini game? <laughs> well, if it if it has a purpose, but you know, in in a in a narrative style game like Phoenix Wright, maybe not so much. There was also a point-and-click video game for the for the Nintendo Wii called Sack and Wiki, The Treasure of Barbaros. And uh, that video mm. game did have a hint system, but mm. the hint system, you uh, you had to pay for the hints with points. And in order to get points, you you could play mini-games. So you gain points from the mini-games, and you could use them to unlock hints. Well, I remember that. I kind of felt that that was like uh, artificial padding, you know what I mean? It's busy work. No, to- to- totally, because you also have the internet to find a walkthrough and just get this. Or you could do what men do and actually figure it out yourself. Because, yeah. you know, that's the point of yeah. adventure games, right? Yeah. You, you figure stuff out and you... Adventure games is Dark Souls for the brain, right? <laughs> It's difficult, but it's satisfying once you get past that. Yeah, you know, that I know, I know. But you know what? You have you have good point-and-click adventure games, like I said, Summon Max, right. of Monkey Island, and then you have other adventure games, like Myst, for example. Can oh, somebody Mist. solve Myst without... <laughs> I, I, no. <laughs> uh, I, no, I deny, of course I deny anyone 
who has ever said that I don't, I have played through Mist and have solved it without the use of a walkthrough. I didn't even know how to start the game without a walkthrough. You know okay. what? Wow. I, I can tell, I can tell you what? I played Mist with a friend of mine. I had the walkthrough and he didn't have it. And and I was and he was like, okay, if I get stuck, you tell me how to solve the puzzle. And I was like, okay. And he couldn't solve it. I read the the, the walkthrough and I couldn't solve it either. Like, wow. Wait a minute. This doesn't even make sense with the guide. How am I supposed to solve this thing? Sounds about right. So anyway, guys, if that's done, I think we can end the interview. All right. Thank you so much for having us on. It was a pleasure and a lot of fun speaking with you all. Yeah, and I'm I'm personally sorry for my crew if they uh, went out of line or... Say no, it's some... okay, Norman. It's all Isn't that what we do in every show? Uh, yes. In every show, I have to say sorry. But, uh... It's all Kitsu's fault. Oh, yeah, it's my fault, guys. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. This will be my last show. Oh, no, no, no. You're, you're going to come oh, on. Yeah, okay. Good no, 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 no. This... this... <laughs> it's like, everyone's like, no, 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 no. You can come back and James is in the corner going, yeah, get out of here. Go away. <laughs> Jim, James, you will you will forever and always be my best friend, and I hate you. Uh, yeah, yeah. You are I my know. best friend. I hate you so much. Yeah, I <laughs> get so out of James. get out of my life. What have I done to deserve someone like this? Uh, you started by liking rarity way too much, and it just went. Oh, just got bad. That's oh, because right? she's the best pony, and you are wrong. No, 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 no. I'm Tim. Tim Applejack is the best pony. Okay, totally. You see. Tim's with me. Tim's with me. Oh yeah, Tim. Tim's only with you. Yeah. Dude, so what? Yeah. I agree. Rarity is my fave, but Applejack is awesome. And them together is like the best thing ever. I'll tell oh. you that. Oh, yeah. Rarity. Uh, yeah. Yep, yep. yeah. I love being covered in moss. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm not. I'm not gonna deny that that was a pretty good scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anywho, guys, um, Zeus, Tim, where can they find you guys, and where can they find your projects? You can check out the game at www.equestiondreamers.com. I don't have really a DeviantArt page or fanfiction of my own, so I just kind of... I have my own YouTube channel, but I barely upload stuff to it. <laughs> Understandable. And you guys you guys have an official Equestion Dreamers YouTube channel, right? Yes, that we do. Yeah. So that, Twitter. that's... And Twitter! And we have... Thank you, Tim. Post that. Post that right now. Post that so Twitter and I'll post the link. A lot of ways to get into contact with the Question Dreamer site, but I think for mainly just to, to understand a little bit more about this awesome game and to check it out, uh, the first place that anyone would want to start is EquestionDreamers.com. Indeed, indeed. So we'll have all the links in the show notes as usual, right? Yep, yep. Uh, yep. Right? CDBot will be on top of that. Bot is on the job. Yay. And Tim, any, where can they find you? Me, I, I am around. Uh, just on uh, my Twitter, at MrPonyTim. I also have a uh, MrPonyTim.DVRDart.com, which I have not uploaded anything in the longest time. I really got to get uh, something uploaded. And uh, I, I also have a fanfiction. Mm-hmm. Again, that one's just Pony Tim. Awesome. I'll so, try to add it. Yeah, in the show I'm notes. very, I'm very clever with my naming. I just took my actual name, added Pony to it. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. 
Well, uh, you know, it's not uh, as bad as uh, having your uh, name and be whatever the hedgehog. Oh, God. James. Can we go one? Can we go one episode without you bringing up freaking Sonic the freaking hedgehog? <laughs> no. No. Screw that game and screw why? that fandom. Okay. Yeah, I know. So why do you keep bringing it up like it's your wife? You know, the wife never, that you at home and you hate Because there is never day. enough. Every goddamn week I have to get someone screaming at me. So did the Hedgehog is the best video game series of all time. And I'm like, oh my god, where is my katana? James, <laughs> 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 would you like to join the Sonic the Hedgehog podcast? It's right next door. Right? <laughs> no, no, because then I will commit a genocide and I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> god damn it. Anywho, let's move on to the next topic. And next topic is shoutouts. My first shoutout goes to Equestrian Dreamers, Zeus and Pony Tim. Thanks for being on and thanks for being an awesome crew. Not a problem and thanks for hosting awesome podcasts. Oh yeah, I hope we we didn't scare you off by our crazy banters and stuff. (laughs) No, 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 of course not. Zeus, run, (laughs) distract them, save yourself. Run! Run away! Run! <laughs> okay. hey, Tim, if you come back again next week, I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> you can't hide, I will just show up. I will like uh, You're just there in the like, corner, just like corner and be like. Hey guys, hon- honestly, I mean, if you, I, I actually work on Saturdays, so I actually only got home like 20 minutes before the show, so oh. I, probably not. Oh, okay. I call from work, man. <laughs> School if you're boss. Well, like. This is important stuff. Um, I get off at the time the show would start, and I'm driving. So. <laughs> I'm sorry for that, Tim. I'm sorry for that. And also, thanks to James Roman Kitsu. Thanks for being on, and thanks for backing me up, guys. That's an honor. <laughs> and James, shout-outs for you? Well, I want to give a shout-out to Tim and Zeus, who have been such good sports, and uh, who are such humble guys. You guys are absolutely radical. This, this video game is going to go... Go far, and uh, my shadow goes to you. Also to Norman uh, for putting up with my BS and uh, Kitsus as well. <laughs> I'm not going to give you a shout out to you, Kitsu. Get out of the podcast. I don't want you. And uh, one more to Rome, uh, of course, a newcomer to the. To, uh, I think this is the first time we do a podcast together, isn't it, Romwald? Yep, it is. Yes, yes, it is. Not, not the first time we've been on a call, but the first time we've been on a podcast. Yay. I want to do this more often. God, I miss doing this. But most important, uh, a shout out to all the people that follow my Tumblr and who have reblogged the the live stream that I did yesterday. Uh, because if it hadn't been for them, it wouldn't have been such a big success as it as it was. And a uh, massive shout out goes uh, goes to them. Awesome. And Rom, what about you? I like to give a shout out for all you happy people for joining us. The shout out to the Quest Dreamers for an awesome game, guys. I started playing it and I'm impressed. Already 10 out of 10, even though I just got to the part where I interrogated Apple Bloom. I still am wowed by the current work. And that's all I got. Awesome. And Kitsu? Yeah, I just want to actually say what an honor it's been to talk to you guys, uh, Zeus and uh, Tim, once again. Always love you, baby. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a great game. I enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to more. And if anyone hasn't given it a try, whether you're not familiar with you know, um, Ace Attorney or whether you're not familiar with My Little Pony, which I don't think that's going to be the case, but give it a shot. You know, have a look at it. it, it it's, it's a great game. Um, it's really fun. And these guys have put in so much work, so you guys get all my shout-outs. 
Uh, Norman, once again, thanks for letting me on your show. Uh, Rom, uh, nice to have you. Uh, James, you can. That's not a word. <laughs> I, oh, 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 because... oh, okay. Norman, Norman, you know, I just want to say I've been holding it in for the whole episode. <laughs> Sweetie Bot has just had one job to do, and I gave her that job. Yeah. Right? I, have, I have, I have to swear a couple. Yeah, times. yeah. Did, 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 did he? I yeah. didn't hear that. He, right, he right. did. He did. <laughs> All right. But but yeah, you know, no seriously, it was it was great fun, Zeus and uh, Tim. Thanks for coming on. Uh, major Likewise. props, man. Major props, my friends. Hey, hey, thanks for having us. No problem. And Zeus, shout out. Well, I like to first and foremost shout out to everyone at Equestrian Dreamers, those leaving and those who are still on the train for Case Two. Y'all have been awesome. Love you all. Can't wait to keep working with you. And hopefully to shout out to everyone who's listened to this podcast and who has applied for a role in case two. We thank you for auditions. Like it's been a joy hearing all of them. Some, (laughs) some a lot funnier than others, but I really do appreciate the effort that you've uh, taken the time to give our project a chance. And I really want to see this go forward. As far as other shouts go, and not really just, I guess, shout out to, since the world cup is coming up, shout out to the USA and, Columbia men's national soccer teams to kick ass in this year's World Cup because those are my two nations. Love them both. Awesome. Mm. I, for- I totally forgot about the World Cup. Who's my team? Oh, I forgot. Never mind. And Tim, shout-outs <laughs> from you. Of course, shout-outs everyone past, present, uh, past and present uh, with Equestrian Dreamers. And a shout-out to everyone at Everfree Northwest. Everfree Northwest is in less than two months. Oh, ah! Go there, man. Go go there. Will will Equestrian Dreamers be there? I don't believe so. Um, not this year. Oh, Tim, will I yeah. be there? <laughs> Where's my ticket, man? You said you were. Equestrian Dreamers it. will be at a con though, but it'll be at the Grand. I forgot to shout out this con. Oh, holy crap! It's the con <laughs> I'm going to. Oh. Like the shout out for the Grand Brony Gala Con Two, which is going to be in Tampa, Florida, August 15th through 17th, and it's going to be awesome. I'm going to host a panel for questions about the game and also Game Development 101, just sharing my experiences with those interesting in game development because in this fandom, we need to see more games, and I really want to see that happen. True that, true that. And, well, um, good luck to that, man, because game development is not easy. doesn't really matter where. It's just not easy. It, it never is, it's but it's worth it. It's such a competitive, uh, what do you call that? Market. Market, yeah. Yeah. So, anywho, um, thanks for the shout-out, guys. So, if you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions for the show, you can contact us at show at gmail.com. And if you'd like to reach us personally, um, emails are in the show notes. Yes, show notes. And if you'd like to reach us on Twitter, you can reach SweetieBot at the MBS show. She'll complain about stuff regarding the show. And as for me, you can reach me at Norman Sanzo. I'll usually tweet stuff about my health because I'm not healthy right now. And James, where can I find you? You're always whining and complaining and saying, Oh, I'm not feeling too well. Oh my God, I feel so weak. (laughs) Anyway, you guys can find me on James uh, underscore Cork on Twitter. You can check my DeviantArt on jamescork.deviantart.com and you can check my Ask Ponyblock on askmovieslate.tumblr.com. Awesome. And Rom, where can I find you? You can find me at askjurylines.tumblr.com. Oh, cool. And Kitsu? Well, it's only one place, and that's at FimFiction. So if you want to catch me, it's filmfiction.net slash user slash Kitsunirisu. Awesome. 
And also please subscribe and rate us on iTunes and YouTube and also the Stitcher Radios and also like our Facebook page. Yes, we have the Facebook page. Links will be provided in the show notes. So I am Norman Sanzo. And I've been James Cork. I am Romuald. This has been Kitsune Risu. I am Zeus Assassin. And I am Tommy Tim. And somebody get me my magnifying glass because I need to investigate on this case. We are not an investigator, Norman. CSI is not realistic. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye, guys. Adios. Bye. Bye.